0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the People Processes Podcast, where we dive into the updates, interviews, and yes, processes that will help your organization thrive. My name is Rami Alijil, and my goal is to help HR managers and business owners create an environment where their people are their organization's competitive advantage. Today, we're going to do a deep dive on the people process around involuntary termination. We're going to look into the steps you need to take when you're going to have to let someone go. Oh, before we dive in, though, don't forget, we post to LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook, and I would love to hear from you on there with any questions. You can also subscribe to us by going to peopleprocesses.com, where you will receive special subscriber-only content for free. People Processes is also available wherever you get your podcast. It syndicates on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher Radio, so we'd love for you to sub on there as well. Sometimes you have to let someone go. It sucks, it's sad, and it's a legal minefield. This episode is gonna address the checklist needed when you let someone go. We're not really gonna get into why you should fire someone, but rather we're gonna dive into the steps you need to go through once the decision is made. So, right on our website, by the way, we have links to all the necessary follow-ups and backups on this stuff, so check it out on there as well. Involuntary termination checklist. First, as a reminder, even though we're not going to go into the whys, discuss termination with your management team and qualified legal counsel to ensure the termination is warranted and legally compliant. On our show notes, we have a link to the EEOC's policy to review prior to letting someone go, just in case they're in a protective class of workers. Step 2. Prepare the final paycheck according to your state requirements and confirm that the final wages will be ready for the employee as applicable by state law. In California, if they if if it's you're not giving notice if you're letting them go, you got to hand them that check when you let them go. In Tennessee, you've got like 14 days. So it just kind of varies depending on where the employee is located, not where you're headquartered. So check out the state requirements on that. Prepare the appropriate separation forms. One, state unemployment forms and pamphlet. Almost every state has a letter you're supposed to prepare to hand the employee that tells them how to claim unemployment and information about their rights under that law. A termination letter. Even if you're gonna do it verbally, hand them the letter letting them know it's terminated so it's done in writing. Finally, a severance agreement and release of claims, if applicable. Now, here's just gonna be a quick side note. We're gonna dive into this as kind of our first detailed piece. Employees have a lot of rights when they receive a severance agreement. Whether you should give one or not is up to you, but in general they're a great idea to do. So we're going to go through the employee checklist provided uh, by the government on what they should do when your employer offers you a severance agreement. First, make sure that, they, that you understand the agreement. They read the agreement to see if it's clear and specific or if it's confusing because it contains terms you do not understand. This is from the government to the employee. If you are 40 or older, inform your employer that the law requires your agreement to be written in a manner that makes it easy to understand. Usually, this means your agreement should not contain technical jargon or long, complex sentences. If you're looking at your release of claims and it's got a lot of big words, long paragraphs, that kind of thing, you're going to have trouble keeping that, uh, making that enforceable if you're handing it to anyone over the age of 40. Check deadlines and act promptly is the government's advice to employees. The moment you are given a severance agreement, check to see if your employer gave you a deadline for accepting or declining the agreement. If you're 40 years or older, federal law requires the employer to give you at least 21 days to review the agreement and make up your mind. If your employer is not given you a reasonable amount of time or rushes your decision, this is a red flag, says the government. An employer who is fair will understand that you cannot review or make decisions about an important document on a moment's notice. If you're being rushed, ask for more time. Put your request, request in writing. If you are 40 or older and your employer is asking for a decision in fewer than 21 days, remind the employer that the law requires you to provide it at least 21 days. If you and at least one other person are being la- laid off in a reduction in force, Agreement at the same time you must be given 45 days to consider the agreement. So there's some deep dive info there Severance agreements if they're over 40 you got to give them at least 21 days if you're doing a reduction in force i.e. Laying people off rather than terminating for misconduct 45 days The government then goes on to advise them to have an attorney review the severance agreement Make sure they understand what they're giving up in exchange for the severance payer benefits um, so that they understand right here in their language to the employee. The main benefit to signing an agreement is that you will receive a cash payment or benefits in exchange for signing away your right to bring certain legal claims against your employer. Make sure the agreement offers you something of value of which you are not already entitled. This is a key part. If you think you have been wrongfully terminated because of age, race, sex, religion, or some other discriminatory reason, you may want to think twice about signing. The benefits of signing an severance agreement should be carefully weighed against claims you might have against your employer, the likelihood of winning a court case uh, or settlement, and the probable cost. Finally, and this is a key part both for employers to employees, review the agreement to make sure it does not ask you to release non-waivable rights. Confirm that your employer is not asking you to waive your right to file a charge, testify, assist, or cooperate with the EEOC, Equal Employment Opportunity Council. They cannot give up that right in a non-disclosure agreement. If you have something in there about not filing suit for discrimination, guess what? You are already uh, out of compliance. That degree, that agreement is basically useless. Make certain the agreement is not asking you to waive your rights or claims that may arise after the date you signed the waiver. It can only apply to the past. It cannot be a blanket. Make sure your employer is not asking you to release your claims for unemployment compensation benefits, workers' compensation benefits, claims under the FLSA, health insurance benefits under COBRA, or claims with regard to vested benefits under a retirement plan governed by ERISA. So they, you can't have them give any of that up. You can't be like, hey, go ahead and sign this. We'll let everything go. Uh, but you also are giving up your right to COBRA or to come back and say we didn't pay you correctly. You can't do those. you gotta, you got to really limit what this is about. So once you've handed them the separation agreement, given them the days to review it, uh, turn around, move on to the next thing. It's time to conduct the separation meeting. When you have to actually sit down with an employee to let them know, hey, it's over, you need to explain to the employee the reason for the termination and explain that the decision is final. The reason should be concise and to the point. Don't go into detail. Don't don't, don't make this an hour-long conversation at this point. That's what an exit interview is for and should not be conducted, probably, when you're giving this information. Provide the final paycheck and collect the final paycheck acknowledgement form. If the employee has group benefits, review how and when the benefits will end. Advise the employee that a COBRA election paperwork will be mailed to them. Four, provide the employee with state unemployment benefits information and briefly review how to apply for unemployment insurance benefits. Five, notify the employee of the types of references that the company will provide and whom to contact for the verification. Number six, like I said, once you, now that you've prepared that uh, severance agreement, go ahead and provide it to them and notify the employee of their timelines uh, to uh, remit it back. And then finally, collect passwords, company property, laptops, any other co- company-specific items that you want to get back. So that's the actual meeting in person, handing them those papers, giving them their information. Then conclude the separation meeting. Walk the employee to his or her desk to collect the company property and allow the employee to pack up personal belongings. Stay with them. Once the employee has turned in company property and gathered his or her belongings, escort the employee out of the building. This is sucks. This is sad. But it's what you need to do on that day. If they want to come back, have an exit interview, talk with more people about it, schedule it for later when they're a guest. They're no longer an employee once this meeting's been done. Then notify management and the key team members that the employee is no longer with the organization. Control the narrative. If you're, once you've let them go, you need to meet with their, or or their manager at least, needs to meet with the other key team members to talk about how the duties are gonna be spread out uh, until you find a replacement. If you can control the uh, conversation, Disclose as much as you can without invading privacy. Try to make this as positive an experience for the remaining employees as possible. Consider that an investment in your existing employees. Uh, nothing like seeing a uh, fellow employee being forced to leave to make them question a lot of the, the care of the organization. So control that narrative and and put everything you can into trying to reassure other employees who are performing well that this isn't gonna happen to them after that, you need to go back and do your HR functions. So depending on your kind of system, this may be a lot of work where it may just be a second, but you need to make sure, contact IT to close all the employee accounts and change passwords, document any statements made in the meeting, contact the insurance carriers to inform them about the benefits terminations, contact your COBRA administrator if applicable, and then update your company's internal HRIS system if you have one as well. Finally, move personnel and confidential files from your active employees to your terminated employees file section. I hope this has been helpful to kind of give you a list of steps to go through, uh, get your stuff together, offer the se- have a separation meeting, what to do in there, what to do afterwards so that you uh, kind of have a step-by-step to follow. Remember, on our website, we've got this all written out with hyperlinks for additional supporting documents. Thank you so much for listening. Go out there, have a wonderful day, and get your work done. Thanks.